Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today is February 2nd, and it's the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord, the fourth joyful mystery in the Rosary. Uh, We will be reading paragraphs 252 through 259 today. The Church uses, one, the term substance, rendered also at times by essence or nature, to designate the divine being and its unity. Two, the term person or hypostasis, to designate the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and the real distinction among them. And three, the term relation, to designate the fact that their distinction lies in the relationship of each to the others. The dogma of the Holy Trinity. The Trinity is one. We do not confess three gods, but one God in three persons the consubstantial trinity. The divine persons do not share the one divinity among themselves, but each of them is God whole and entire. The Father is that which the Son is, the Son that which the Father is, the Father and the Son that which the Holy Spirit is, i.e., by nature one God. In the words of the Fourth Lateran Council, 1215, each of the persons is that supreme reality vis-a-vis the divine substance, essence, or nature. The divine persons are really distinct from one another. God is one but not solitary. Father, Son, Holy Spirit are not simply names designating modalities of the divine being, for they are really distinct from one another. He is not the Father who is the Son, nor is the Son he who is the Father nor is the Holy Spirit he who is the Father or the Son. They are distinct from one another in their relations of origin. It is the Father who generates, the Son who is begotten, and the Holy Spirit who proceeds. The divine unity is triune. The divine persons are relative to one another. Because it does not divide the divine unity, the real distinction of the persons from one another resides solely in the relationships with which relate them to one another. In the relational names of the persons, the Father is related to the Son, the Son to the Father, and the Holy Spirit to both. While they are called three persons in view of their relations, we believe in one nature or substance. Indeed, everything in them is one, where there is no opposition of relationship. Because of that unity, the Father is holy in the Son and holy in the Holy Spirit. The Son is holy in the Father and holy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is holy in the Father and holy in the Son. St. Gregory of Nazianzus, also called the Theologian, entrusts his summary of Trinitarian faith to the catechumens of Constantinople. Above all, guard for me this great deposit of faith, for which I live and fight, which I want to take with me as a companion, and which makes me bear all evils and despise all pleasures. I mean the profession of faith in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I entrust it to you today. By it I am soon going to plunge you into water and raise you up from it. I give it to you as the companion and patron of your whole life. I give you but one divinity and power, Existing in one, existing one in three, and containing the three in a distinct way, 
divinity without disparity of substance or nature, without superior degree that raises up or inferior degree that casts down, the infinite connaturality of three infinites. Each person considered in himself is entirely God, the three considered together. I have never, I have not even begun to think of unity when the Trinity bathes me in its splendor. I have not even begun to think of the Trinity when unity grasps me. Roman numeral four, the divine works and the Trinitarian missions. O blessed light, O Trinity and first unity, God is eternal blessedness, undying life, unfading light. God is love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God freely wills to communicate the glory of his blessed life. Such is the plan of his loving kindness, conceived by the Father before the foundation of the world. In his beloved Son, he destined us in love to be his sons, and to be conformed to the image of his Son. Through the spirit of sonship, this plan is a grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, stemming immediately from Trinitarian love. It unfolds in the work of creation, the whole history of salvation after the fall, and the missions of the Son and the Spirit, which are continued in the mission on, of the Church. The whole divine economy is the common work of the three divine persons. For as the Trinity has only one and the same nature, so too does it have only one and the same operation. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are not three principles of creation, but one principle. However, however, each divine person performs the common work according to his unique personal property. Thus the Church confesses, following the New Testament, one God and Father from whom all things are, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things are, and one Holy Spirit in whom, th in whom all things are. It is above all the divine missions of the Son's incarnation and the gift of the Holy Spirit that show forth the properties of the divine persons. Being a work at once common and personal, the whole divine economy makes known both what is proper to the divine persons and their one divine nature. Hence the whole Christian life is a communion with each of the divine persons, without in any way separating them. Everyone who glorifies the Father does so through the Son in the Holy Spirit. Everyone who follows Christ does so because the Father draws him and the Spirit moves him. Thus ends our reading today of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Our website is dailycatholiccatechism at gmail at dailycatholiccatechism.com and our email is dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.